Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by Watch Retarts, Distributing Swords. Instead, it's brought to you by Universal Pictures, uh, which is coming out with a new movie called The Snowman, which hits the theaters on October 20th, 2017. The Snowman is based on the book by Joe Nesbo. It's a Norwegian book, but apparently it's in English, too, and the movie's going to be in English. And it's about a psycho killer who murders his victims during the first snowfall of every winter. Again, The Snowman opens October 20th, 2017. I'll expect to see you there. It's also brought to you by ourselves and our little get-together this weekend. This weekend being October 14th, 2017 at 6.30 p.m. at the Lucky Labrador Pub on Killingsworth in Portland. So, again, we're going to be there, hopefully at least, unless we get in the car wreck. And we'll see you all there, right? So, again, October 14th, 2017, Lucky Lab, Killingsworth. See you there. Well, hey there, and welcome again to another episode of Thinking Sideways. I am Steve, of course, joined by... Devin. Joe. And once again, we have a creepy story for you. A creepy (laughs) Halloween mystery for you, even. (laughs) Boo. 
Because, not boo, it's week two, not week boo. Halloween ah. series, Joe. Ah. And I didn't mean boo to week two. I just meant boo. I was trying to scare our listeners. Yeah. Like a ghost. Yeah. It was a ghostly yeah. joke. I okay. get it. Yeah. I get it. Uh, well, this is week two, so just like last week, we're going to bring you a creepy, scary story. What we think is creepy and scary. Yeah. What we creep- kind of creepy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there is there is a little bit here that I'd say maybe could qualify as a little ear warning, so nah. use your discretion. Yeah, that's right. If you have little ears, don't listen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If so, you have little ears, go see your doctor. <laughs> so, now that Joe's done with that, oh. let's start this week's story, which is the discussion of... The Miyazawa family murders, which you will also see in some places referred to as the Setagaya murders. And this is a set of murders that happened in Tokyo, Japan in 2000. Mm-hmm. A while back. Yeah, quite a while back. And and we got a lot of suggestions for this. Uh, I looked at the list and we had it suggested by Allie, Barry, Hannah, and Morgan. And then I also want to send out a big thanks to our experts, uh, Adrian. She helped me out a lot with pronunciation, as did Morgan, because he sent me a bunch of stuff to help out, which was phenomenal, because otherwise, I'd have butchered some things. Different yeah. Morgan, Morgan or same Morgan? Huh. Yeah, Morgan also sent us a bunch of uh, pictures. Yeah! Yeah. Yeah, Morgan, Morgan went actually on-site. went to the neighborhood and took pictures of the house and everything. On-site investigation. Awesome. Yeah. It's taken it to the next expert level. It's great. So let's get on with it, shall we? Yeah. All right. So our story takes place on December 30th, 2000. Uh, As I said before, in a place known as Setagaya, which is a ward of Tokyo, Japan. It's roughly 6 to 10 miles, or if you convert that, it's 10 to 15 kilometers southwest of Tokyo. The home of our victims is in what is today known as Kami Soshigaya Park, which is a, a small park um, in a kind of suburban neighborhood. Yeah, along a river. Yeah, a, along yeah. the Sen River. Yeah. yeah. And originally this community where this home was, it was about 200 homes, but there were some changes in the neighborhood and the homes will, as you'll find out, were being removed to expand the park. Which is always so weird in such a, in a place that's so crunched for living space as yeah. the areas around Tokyo. I wonder, I was, I was sort of wondering about that too. I was wondering if maybe they discovered that the, the houses were in a floodplain. So they figured, oh, screw it, we'll make it a park. I, I don't you know. know. I did wonder about that. I saw in quite a lot of places where they're like, this is very unusual because Uh the local governance was buying the homes from these people to expand this once rather, it was like a baseball diamond and then another small green space. And it just kept expanding south along the river set and just I mean, they decided to take all the homes out, Mm -hmm. but it is unusual. Although, you know, as we live in a place where public parks are like a huge thing and and I can understand why you would want uh, more of those. Plus the River Sen is the reason that we have um, Spirited Away, so... Yes. Yeah, true that. But what's weird about the park, too, is that there's the actual, from, again, because I've gone and looked at it on Street View. Oh, what? And the actual, <laughs> I know, believe it or not, the actual, they're making kind of a half hearted attempt because the original subdivision, there's a street that goes through it and then uh, parallel to the river, essentially. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of little short streets, dead ends that stub out mm-hmm. from that towards the river. And there are houses lining those little streets. Well, the, those stub streets are still there. 
You think yeah, they, they would tear those out and put grass or something in there? Yeah, it know? is. It is strange that they tore out all the homes, but then they didn't actually follow through on the actual development of it. And yeah. you know, I always go on Google Earth, and so I look through the satellite images in time sequence. And you can see the homes disappear, and then really not much of anything happened. So it's it's weird. It's like something stalled. Maybe that. Well, maybe it's that last house. There's a, there's that one guy in the in the neighborhood that just won't sell and just won't move out, and the whole project is held up by him. But that was well, not this family. As we not, will discover in our story, there is one, at least one house left. But let's not get ahead, yeah. ahead of ourselves here, okay? So as we've been talking about, there's this push to get all the homes in that neighborhood out because they want a development as the park. Mm -hmm. At the time of our story, from what I can tell from reporting and imagery, it was about a dozen homes left. Not all of them were occupied. Mm -hmm. People had been selling their homes uh, for you know, a decent amount of money and finding new homes somewhere else. But of course they hadn't got around to bulldozing them all. Right. So the, the family in question here though, the, the Miyazawas, they had been in their home for about 10 years at this point, but like all the rest of their neighbors, they were intending to sell. The uh, reporting says that their plan was to be out of the house by March of 2001. So they were already planning to get out. Sale was in the process. So it wasn't as if they were a holdout right. in any so way, shape, or form. So within a couple months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was just a couple of months away. I've, I mean, I feel that's reasonable, right? I mean, yeah. you have to buy another house. You have to the logistics of moving all your stuff. And it sounds like they had family that lived right next door, right? Correct. Yeah, they did. So you yeah. probably, it's a double logistics at that point, right? Yeah. And, and we'll talk about the house. But where their house was, on, as Joe would describe it, a little stub street, there were actually four residences side by side in a row. Uh, and so, so this townhouses, hmm? townhouses, no, they were actually independent homes. They, they weren't share connected. Walls? No, they, no, not all of them oh, share okay. walls. They, they look like townhouses. They're tall and skinny, but, but yeah, there yeah. was not, uh, the, the Miyazawa's house had a shared wall within itself, which we'll talk about, but the other two on the other side or two or three, they were separate. They weren't all joined up. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, so the family in our story, uh, who we've talked about a little bit, but we're actually going to meet now. It's a family of four. We have the parents, a 44-year-old Mikio Miyazawa, his wife, 41-year-old Yasko. They had two children, uh, 8-year-old Nina and six-year-old six boy Ray. Uh, technically, this is where we were just getting at. Like I said, there was a shared wall. Their home was actually more of what we in the U.S. would call a duplex. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, there were. It was. It wasn't. There were no internal doorway between one home and the other. There was unique or separate front entrances to the two homes, and they like, shared a dividing like, wall, like duplexes here in the states. Yeah, I mean, yeah. exactly. But but there or was no house. in between. The or folks, townhouse. Yeah. 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 A lot like that as well. And this will this will come to play later on in our story. Yeah. Uh, because the folks that live next door are family. Uh, and we'll, uh, th well, well, yeah, they were well, family. Yeah, they are. They are family. It was Yasko's mother, her sister, and her brother-in-law. So Yasko's sister and then Yasko's brother-in-law were the ones that lived in that home next and, door, and their mom. Right. Right. And Yasko's mother. Right. Yes. That's a so three totally three very, adults. That's a very Japanese. Thing. Yes. You take absolutely. Care of the elders of your family. Mm-hmm. So it, it's traditionally it makes total sense. Mm -hmm. 
I, okay, I'm, I'm stumbling a little bit here because we're about to dive into a lot of the case and there are a lot of details because the Japanese CSI apparently are the best in the world and they gather amazing amounts of details, but that makes this story a little hard to follow because there are so many details and we're going to do our best mm. to keep this as straight as possible. But, you know, if you're doing something else and you're not paying attention be careful because you may miss something and then be dropped and lost about what's going on in this what's, story. What's uh, in- unique about this guy, too, is he made the murderer made no attempt. Am I giving anything away by saying murderer? Uh, no, no. Yeah. We've already said it's a family murder, so yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no cliffhanger there. He made no attempt to uh, cover his tracks whatsoever. It seems like he left a huge amount of evidence, physical evidence, yeah. behind. Mm-hmm. And somehow... And somehow still we don't know who he is. And yeah. still, yeah, I yeah. know. It's funny. But if you're driving or, you know, I know a lot of you guys like listen while you work. I listen to, you know, stuff while I work. Be prepared to hit the back button. Yeah. To rewind a little yeah, bit. Yeah, especially if you go, fall asleep to Joe's soothing voice. <laughs> the good news yeah. is it's going to be mostly Steve you're talking, right, so you will not heavy. fall asleep. No, yeah. my voice is not soothing. No. You're it's got that kind of high nasally pitch yeah. that everybody loves. Everybody loves it. Oh, yeah. yeah it oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's... Uh, Let's, let's talk about the story. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's get into the story. You will see this story ordered in a number of different ways across the internet. I, however, am going to start on the most important date, which is the 30th of December, 2000. It was a dark and stormy night. No. Actually, it was kind of a nice day. Oh, really? (laughs) In Japan in December? No. No, I just wanted to throw him off. Japan in December is kind of like Portland in December. Kind of like cold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like rainy and cold usually. So the 30th of December, it's, you know, it's the day before the celebration of the new millennium in Japan because they celebrated it uh, between 2000 to 2001, unlike us here in the States, which was 99 to 2000. Right. But for the family, it was just another day. They were going about their business. Uh, They went to the market for a while. Uh, They then came home. I think they got home at about like 630 in the evening. Around 7 o'clock that night, Yasko called her mother next door to see if Nina could come over. Because Nina wanted to watch a television show that had been recorded on the on Grandma's computer. Mm. So Nina goes over, watches the TV show, and is home by, it's reported, about 9.40 at night. Too bad she didn't stay later, huh? Oh, you know what? I think she would have had to stay much, much later to to avoid what's going to happen here. A couple hours anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We know that that evening, Mikio, the father, he was working on his computer, which was in the first floor of the house. Mm -hmm. We know that he was working because an email was received by the computer that required a password to open. And that's, you know, that that leads everybody down the path of, well, it must have been from his job. Probably. Uh, Because Mikio, he worked for a company called Interbrand, which is a, a multinational branding company. A really creatively named branding company. But they are actually a creative company. I mean, yeah. they actually, you know, I didn't I know. know Interbrand. This before, but I didn't know this until I did all the research on this. Do you know who came up and branded the term Wi-Fi? Them. Well, Interbrand. Oh my God! They so changed his, the world. They changed the world, but they, yeah. you know, it's actually it's yeah, it's a pretty successful company to be in you know, multiple actually, countries like that and have that kind of thing happen. We should call them, you know, because I've been thinking about our brand. I think we need to like you know make it better somehow. Okay, we, we should name yeah. it Wi-Fi. There you go. Wi-Fi, okay. the podcast. Welcome to Wi-Fi. Yeah, <laughs> but it's also not unheard of. I mean, Japanese—that that's like a very stereotypical Japanese thing that like men what? tend to work 
absurdly long All hours. I mean, like very often they work, they have a different apartment in the city. They work just crazy hours. They work themselves to death mm -hmm. often. Mm. Um, and so the fact that he would have been working at 10.45 p.m. on a... Not surprising. As, like on a holiday, not surprising mm -hmm. at all. No, no. Pretty and, typical. And, and he... It, nothing that I have read indicates that he was some high-powered executive yeah. or creative. Yeah, I get the feeling that he was just another cog in just the a machine middle man. who well, just worked all the time. And that's, that is the typical thing, right? Is that like the, the guys who are super, super high up, they don't seem to work i mean just the same in america right like they don't seem to work that much mm -hmm. but the guys who are kind of guys in, the, in middle, the middle yeah they work they're the ones who work themselves to death they're right. the ones who just go crazy yeah i don't think he was the tiniest of cogs in the, in the corporation though because but, actually, but he wasn't he wasn't a he if, was not a big wig but no but if you look at their house well they lived in the suburbs though yeah oh i guess that's true okay well forget it yeah he but was a, he, he was, he was, he was a distance away from anyway. town yeah. yeah so it doesn't yeah. matter <laughs> Uh, the point here is is that Mikio is working, and he was alive at ten forty five. At ten forty five, because well, assuming the killer didn't kill him beforehand and didn't happen to like you know torture. The no, we're we're pretty sure that that none of that, that happened, was Joe. We're yeah. pretty sure that the yeah. the times that things took All place. Right, so I, I appreciate the uh, the excitement there, but no. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so Mikio's on the first floor. He's on the computer. His son Ray is asleep in the second floor in one of the bunk beds or one of the beds in the bunk bed. I don't I don't know what the correct verbiage is for that. Japanese have bunk beds too. Yeah. Oh, cool. Everybody cool. has bunk beds. Yeah. It's an efficient everybody. use of space. It, it is. is. Yeah. Uh, it's believed that Yasko and Nino were up in the third story bedroom, which, to be honest, that third story bedroom really is just a converted attic space uh, that has a bed and a TV in it. And it's a weird access point, but we'll talk about uh -huh. that. Yeah. Well, yeah, you climb up a ladder to get yeah. to it. Yeah, absolutely. So at some point after the email, so this is where the family is, is and then at some point after that email came in, uh, spoiler alert, somebody came in and murdered the entire family. That's why we call it a massacre. Mm -hmm. Remember I told you that the park was expanding around the, the home? Mm -hmm. Well, directly behind the home, and this, and this is based on the police investigation, this is the, how they think this might have happened, but there's a rather tall chain link fence abutting the back of the house, and what they think happened is our killer climbed the fence, then hopped the short distance from the fence to the home and either caught a hold of an electrical conduit, you know, a kind of one of those bigger tubes pipe, of electrical yeah. wires yeah. that goes up the side of the house, or maybe there's an AC unit is there as well, might have got from one to the other. Okay. And then from there... And then how, how far was his leap from the fence to the wall of the house? It's, only, it's maybe like four a reason, foot. Reasonable leap. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not I, a I huge just, distance. I, I'm not thinking about... The, being able to, I'm just thinking about doing it without making a huge thud noise. When could very, it. you know what? I could very easily see. Let's say it's about four foot. I could see somebody kind of standing-ish on the top pole of the chain link fence, and then slowly leaning forward with their hands forward to then take the cushion of the impact mm -hmm. and pull them back, and then pull themselves up. It, it would be yeah. possible. Plus, there's some people listening to TV, stuff like that. And maybe our killer was kind of small. And, or you know, stealthy. Much, didn't weigh too much. Let's yeah. say they're stealthy. Some ninja type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Actually, if they, if they did get in this way, then it is kind of ninja -y. It is kind of ninja-like. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Go shimmies up the pipe across the AC unit, and the second story bathroom window was open. So our bad guy goes through that window into the second story bathroom. This is where the story will kind of diverge and we'll bring it together. But according to the official version, what happens here is the killer comes out of the bathroom, turns, walks across the landing at the top of the second story stairs into the bedroom where Ray is at and smothers him. Six-year-old. Six-year-old Ray. Mm -hmm. At some point in the process of smothering Ray must have made some kind of strange noises Probably Ray struggling because he's being smothered. Uh-huh. Uh, and die, die, die. He kept saying, oops, did I say that out loud? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, Mikio apparently must have heard something because he gets up from the computer and he walks up to these, uh, walks up the stairs, at which point uh, he finds the killer. Now, the killer has with him uh, a sashimi knife, which is a thinner, long blade, single-sided bladed knife. It sounds like in this particular instance, it was a bamboo-handled knife. I have a question. Yeah. How, how do they know they brought the killer brought it with them? Because it was in the home after the fact, and it wasn't one of their belongings. How do how they do you know, know that? that? I'm guessing that the family said, that's not their knife. That doesn't match any of the knives that they have in the home. Here's a question. Yes. We're at Joe's house once a week. We're not Joe's family, but okay. But mm. do you think... You could say, like, that. that's not Joe's. For reasons of plausible deniability, I never look through Joe's knife drawer. Okay. Yeah, okay. right, you don't. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, in our house, right, like, we have a knife block uh-huh. that has a full set of knives. And then we have, a we have like, duplicates of knives that we've gone to. You you guys know Fubon. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, uh, we go and buy knives there, like, honestly, once every six months. Because once the knife that we buy, it's like... Five bucks, this knife, right? And it's great for six months, mm. but it's like way cheaper to just... It's not worth it to try it's and not, sharpen It's really and, not, you know? Yeah. And I we have a number of knives that are like that, that frankly, I don't They're, even... I don't think anybody in this world could say, like other than the two of us, could say that is or is not part of this collection. There yeah. is, uh, the, but, but the investigators will link that knife to a store not far away and it appears to have been recently purchased no. sure but i'm i'm just saying like i understand what you you're saying Goodwill, they went to the market that day maybe they bought a new knife for their right. market but the thing is also if indeed the okay if in this version of the beginning of our story the killer did not bring the knife with them mm-hmm. and so smothers ray and then mikio comes upstairs well, that means Mikio must have brought the knife yeah, upstairs, which is does. a little weird. Why? Because he's in the he's in his own home and he hears a weird noise and he has a family. Not many normal family men come stalking up the stairs when they hear a weird house and their family full of people. Well, unless they the hear somebody, as Joe said, going "die, die." Yeah. True. I mean, because yeah. we don't know. It's true, right? Well, Everybody and... that was a witness to this crime. He's so, dead. Uh, okay. I'm also, sorry. I just am trying I, to do the I double advocate so, thing. Oh, go ahead. And, well, and also you don't, uh, you don't even know that he, that he attacked Mikio at the top of the stairs with a knife. He might have just jumped him, knocked him down the stairs, and then gone and run and got the knife and then come back and started I stabbing I thought there was him. blood down the stairs. There's, there's blood. There's yeah. blood involved uh, from the top blood of the involved? stairs. Okay. Okay. So, well, so anyway, let's, yeah. let's for now, so let's let's presume, I, I'm willing to stipulate that he brought the knife Okay. Let's for now, let's And he also, by the way, was incompetent in his choice of knife. 
<laughs> not a good assassin. No. Okay. Yeah. So bad guy, bad assassin shows yeah. up with the sashimi knife. Which is just a bad tool. Okay. But mm-hmm. but he 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 kills Ray and according to this this narrative, Mikio comes upstairs, at which point encounters the killer. The killer then slashes at Mikio and apparently cut him several times on the shoulders and the neck. Mikio then falls down the stairs and when his body is found, he's dead at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. There's an alternate version of this portion of the story which is, it is possible that, and this kind of goes towards maybe what you were heading for, Devin, is that our killer came in through the first floor, or through the front door, and chased Mikio up the stairs, apparently along the way, grabbing the knife that was in their home, and then kills him and knocks him down the stairs. Now, in a way, that to me almost makes a little more sense because what's weird is that if the guy came into the house with a knife, why would he go to the bother of smothering Ray rather than just cutting his throat and being done with it fast? If you, I, if you uh, know what I'm getting at here? I think that actually um, smothering him makes sense. I mean, because you, you cover his mouth with a pillow and everything. He can't yell out or anything like that. And he's only six years old. He can't really, you know, fight back to, to any huge degree. I would think it would be fairly, actually quieter potentially than slitting his throat. It also leaves less evidence. Yeah. yeah. But... Well, and, and the thing is, I don't remember anything about there actually being blood on Mikio or the sheets mm-hmm. around him. So this version, probably my what I think is probably the easier version, is probably wrong. I, you know, I frankly... I am not willing to rule out the fact that Miko came up the stairs with a knife. I've lived in places, and maybe this is just because I do this podcast. Uh-huh. I don't know. You've right? always got a but knife like, in your hand, do No, you? I don't always. But, you know, every once in a while, I've definitely heard sounds in my own house when my significant other is not there, mm-hmm. where I've thought, I've, I'm going to... I'm taking that gun that we have in our bedroom and I'm going to go investigate what that sound is. Good idea. Whether or not it's, you know, he got home early, it's the wind, like whatever. There have definitely been times in my life where I've thought, I'm just going to take a weapon with me just in case. Is this case. why we refer to him sometimes fondly as nine toes? Because mm-hmm. you accidentally shot, shot one off? Yeah, no. But I mean, like, I, I don't know if that's just unique to like me being a paranoid female or like, or if there are other people in this world, I know you are, (laughs) but I think, I do think that there are people in this world who you like, you know, the normal sounds, you Mm -hmm. even know the normal sounds of your six year old having a night terror versus something's wrong. Mm -hmm. So maybe you grab the sashimi knife, you know, I, so I'm not willing to necessarily discount that he brought it up and it got wrestled out of his hand and then he got killed with it, which is why they always say, don't take your gun because you'll get shot with it. Yep. Yeah, I know. Okay. Well, here's, here's one thing that you need to know about, and this, by the way, is where the two versions of the story kind of coalesce because everything that happens from here forward seems to be pretty well figured out mm. but during the the struggle with Mikio that sashimi knife was broken in some fashion from what I understand it was a bamboo handled knife so I'm guessing that where the bamboo and the blade came together it probably snapped right around there which makes it really bad for going slash slash so it's stab just, stab just a, a it's blade. a fubon knife right so there's no t- there's no um 
What do they call handle? that thing? No, no, the, the the part of the metal that goes through the handle. Yeah, the... Uh, oh, yeah, the, that long shaft yeah. at the mm-hmm. tail. I can't uh, think of what it's called. Me... Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. The tang. Exactly. Oh, yeah, that bit. No. That bit. Yeah it, yeah, it didn't have a long one that apparently ran through. Or maybe it did, and it was just hard to hold on to. I don't know, mm. but... It's everywhere says the knife was broken. That'll make that'll be important here in just a minute. Yeah, the uh, yeah, and and yeah, some some knives are cheaper ones. You know, the tang like kind of tapers, and it's just the the, the handle is just basically glued on. I've also and seen so, some where the tang is like an inch or two yeah, long and yeah, just barely wedged knife. in there. Exactly. And I think that might actually be more likely what we find in mm-hmm. this situation. Yeah. So apparently, our killer found that the knife was not nearly as strong as he thought it was. <laughs> no, no he see. he bought a budget knife. Yeah. Okay. So, the, whichever version happens with with the deaths of Ray and Mikio happen, at this point, Yasko and Nina are upstairs, and our killer makes his way up to them. Now, the layout of their house, uh, we've kind of talked about this a little bit already, but it's a little confusing. And by the way, if you, you need to go on the internet, because there's reconstructions of their home, and there's photos taken of the home. It, it's a scale model that is disassembled. I'll warn you now, though, that the jerk that took the models didn't think about the fact that they were rotating the pieces 180 degrees mm. back and forth. Yeah, the guy who took the pictures of the model. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you, you have to stop and stare and figure out where one piece actually connects. But it'll it'll help make this make a lot more sense. It does. It's actually, so uh, he finds Yasko and Nina, and he tries to attack them. But of course, lo and behold, he's got that broken knife. So he needs to go get a replacement. So he goes to the kitchen, and he found them third floor. Uh, it's believed that they were in the third floor. Yes. And to get to the third floor, it's up a ladder. It, yeah. Up a ladder from. The second, the second floor landing, where Mikio and our killer had their struggle. Right. So he he like comes up the ladder and he's like, oh, "Dang it! Like, boo! Well, Here's boo! Ha ha! Right. It doesn't work. Okay. So he goes back down the ladder and then goes down the stairs and then goes down the stairs again. And wounded wounded uh, at least the daughter, right? Yeah. Uh, Nina he had was, kind of like slashed was, at her. Well, we don't know how. It, it's so both women were caught extensively and badly so we don't know exactly which wounds were the initial ones at least in the reading but what joe's getting at here is that nina was caught Mm -hmm. and yasko and nina went and grabbed a first aid kit okay take care of her they came down the ladder to the second floor they must have come down the ladder to go to the bathroom to get that and i i think they went back up the ladder because it's easier to barricade or keep a bad guy from "Quote unquote breaking in." Yeah, you take up a, a hammer and on his fingers when he comes up the ladder. <laughs> or you <laughs> pull the ladder up. It was a fixed well, I, I ladder. It was, yeah, oh. it was. A, it was a built-in. But it, this is uh, one of the things about this story that I've always kind of found kind of head scratching. It's like you know the. The, the mad slashers in your home. He's just left you long enough to go get another weapon. And what do you do? Quick, quick, quick. Get the first aid kit. Get some band-aids. Well, I mean, okay, I, it's so, not what I would be doing well, in that but situation. But the thing is, is that, you know what? Maybe they tried to get the phones and, and call out for help. But it would be found later that the phone lines were unplugged. So uh-huh. they couldn't actually have called for help. And they may have in their panic to be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. The phone's not working. Go hide. Quick. Go hide. Go hide. Yeah. And by the time they maybe would have realized, oh, wait, let's bang on the walls to get our family next door to figure it or out. Or maybe pick up something heavy to clock the killer over the head with, you know, yeah. when it comes up the ladder. Yeah, drag the bed across. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of things that 
us after the fact yeah, 17 years on we're looking at it like yeah. gee that would have been easy That's but really and dumb. here's what i'll say also about the first aid kit is that since we don't know which of the injuries were inflicted it is possible right that maybe he like slashed the jugular or whatever it was one of those situations where like a mother of a child had to say like yeah i got a patch wow yeah right it's not like oh you have a little cut on your arm let's put a band-aid on it it might have been like wow you are going to bleed out if i don't get some kind of pressure with some kind of pack on this wound so let's go here like i still say when you consider the end results that they would have been better off looking for weapons 100 percent. i agree (laughs) but that's that 2020 vision but devin's devin's got a good point because here's the thing the details of exactly what went down at this point are so sketchy yeah all Mm -hmm. we know is that the women were killed with a knife that was procured in their own home yeah they were stabbed repeatedly and excessively. Now, yeah. uh, now there's that who whole... Who stabbed the most? Uh, uh, well, the two women. I don't know of the two who received no, the I most mean, stabs. Of everybody in the family who got stabbed the most. One of the two. I don't know which of the not two women. more so than the husband. The husband did not get nearly as many wounds uh-huh. as the two women did, mm-hmm. as Nina and Yasko did. So th- it it appears to be that, you know, there's that whole, well, they angered him and maybe they did. I mean, it could be that they were at the base of the ladder and, you know, Yasko is trying to give first aid, at which point our lovely jerk face comes back up the stairs with his new knife and takes it for yeah. a test drive. Well, and he and... was, he didn't come out unscathed either, either right? No, so no. it's cer- certainly possible that they inflicted some of the wounds on him and mm-hmm. so he was like oh my god you dumb whatever bleeps. bleeps right i cannot believe that you had the audacity especially if he's like he or she i mean again we don't know it could have been a woman i'm gonna but call the killer a he i'm gonna the continue time, with that to be clear. Uh, yeah i agree but you know it's possible that we've seen instances like this before right where mm-hmm. it's like the man who's attacking these women is like okay but like I have, I have so much power over you. Like what? How dare yeah. you offend me? In other cultures, that exists even more. Mm-hmm. And I know, having been close to Japanese culture for a while, for reasons I will not explain here. Um, she was in the yakuza. I was. Mm. It's true. Um, that like that is a that's a big thing. That subservience of women mm-hmm. to men is a big thing, and for women to fight back even young girls to fight back, even if it's to save their lives. It's a giant That could have been a huge, I don't know, like... Mm. Offense. Just, just a huge pushing offense. a big button there, huh? Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah. It could have been, but also maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. Because so, we don't. I, yeah, we don't know. What we do know is that at the base of the first floor stairs is Mikio's body. At the top of that flight of stairs is the bodies of both Yasko and Nina uh, so that's where that's where mm-hmm. their bodies are. And of course, Ray is still in the bunk bed where he was smothered. We're also dead. Yes, we we know f- with pretty good certainty that the family died around eleven thirty at night. Uh, there's a couple of things that pin that down for us. One would be the contents of their stomachs. 
The other would be that the family that lived on the other side of the house, on the other side of that shared wall, heard at least one or two banging noises, uh, and then later on were able the to... the family being... Uh, the, sister the sister and, and brother-in-law, brother-in-law and okay. mother of Yasko, and they were able to pin down the time based on a TV show. They were, oh, it was during whatever, whatever show. But what did and they think... Well, they don't know, but you know what? I mean, I, I guess I, we've like, all lived in apartments where there was suddenly a, a bang, and you're like, what the hell was that? Yeah, and then, yeah, that's all there realistically, is to it. every time I, like, I haven't really cared about the people who were living next to me. I, frankly, I've definitely lived in a number of apartments where I've thought, wow, that didn't sound good, but... Am I going to go check it out? No. I don't oh. care about that person, but I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I've heard a sound like that where I thought it might be somebody I cared about, where I was like... But remember, it's a home with two young children, and children can be rambunctious, and things get dropped and tossed around. So it's it's very hard. Again, 17 years on, it's easy to cast that. Oh, you should have looked, but it's it's hard to say at the time. This is 100% 2020. Oh, yeah. Maybe they were a noisy bunch. Maybe they made that kind of noise all the time. It's a good point. They might have. Well, let's, let's, so, so this is, this is what happens in the murder. Now there's more going on here and after the murder, right? Yeah. And Devin loves this part because I had to resort to, to not only bullets, but sub bullets for all of the stuff that we've got going on. You formatted them really poorly though. I I did, but that's because I copied it off of the internet. I know you did. (laughs) No. I'm a hundred percent sure you did. So. Our bad guy during this struggle, Devin alluded to this a little bit earlier, was hurt during the attack. Uh, we believe that's during the attack of Yasko and Nina. He might have just accidentally slashed himself. He cut his hand too. in some way and bandaged himself with the, the bandages that were found in the home. He would then eventually go on and uh, it's always funny to me. Um, they they call him, uh, what do they call him when they see it? It's the... Um, Feminine hygiene pads. Yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. basically, it's pads. He's using pads to try and staunch the bleeding. Now, you would think that this guy, having caught himself, at this point, he's probably just going to do a quick look around the house and try and grab some stuff and get the hell out. And if that's what you think, you're going to get really freaked out because that is not what he did in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, when I murder people, this is what I like to do, too. You like to hang out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a warm, nice spot with talk like to the, new Talk things. to the corpses, your new friends, the corpses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah. corpse family. All right, yeah. so here's here's what goes on. So, yeah, our killer did look for money. He did, it's possible, it's, it's listed as possibly stole 150,000 yen, which is at the time... About five bucks American. Was about uh, twelve to 1,300 American dollars. That's a lot. Like, it's, yeah. it's money, but it's not a huge sum of money. Know, that's a lot to but, me. But then he didn't leave. He lingered in the home Hinter Kaifek I was going to say he straight up Hinter Kaifek. He it. pulled the Hinter Kaifek and stayed for some between 10 to 11 hours. Uh, did what he, did he do while he was there? Because yeah. it's all the things I would have done. Okay. Well, some of them. Some of them. Because I'm a lady, so I don't do You some are. Of those okay. So he ate some melon out of the fridge. Oh, I wouldn't do that. I don't like melon. He, well, you know, the melon, you want to get it before it went bad. Yeah. Waste not, want none. He yeah. made yeah. some tea and drank I would, it. I would have done that. An herbal tea. I mean, yeah. 
uh, as we said before, tried to bandage the wound on his hand, first from the first aid kit, and then used feminine pads or sanitary napkins. They to, are made to, to absorb soak blood. They yeah, are meant they to soak up blood. Listen. Yeah. Makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, by the way, he left those those bandages and the sanitary napkins in the home. Just he, didn't yeah. care. Just left, left them around. He ate several ice cream cups. Uh, they're, they're referred to as popsicles in some places and ice cream cups in other places. But he ate four of those and left the wrappers to those four in two different trash cans in the home. At one o'clock in the morning, he went onto the family computer and he browsed the Shiki Theaters Company's website, tried to buy tickets for an upcoming show. By the uh, way, the... By- Oh, go ahead. By show, you mean what, a play or music? Yeah, it was a play. And so he didn't enter credit card information? Well, no. See, that's the thing is the link for that theater company's website was already on the browser. Oh. So he basically pulled up a saved link. Gotcha. And then tried to buy the ticket. I did not enter any payment information, Hmm. so it was not successful. I kind of feel like maybe he thought it was saved in the browser. Wouldn't that be handy? Yeah. Wouldn't that be? Well, it does in Chrome. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, like, don't do this ever, but if you guys ever were to get to my computer, my Chrome has all of my credit card information saved. So you just have to type in the first four digits. So you have to know the first four digits of my card information but one two three four yep that's it that's the first four that's what my bank issued the card to me (laughs) yeah um but i mean i i have it saved because i don't like to remember Mm -hmm. all that stuff now it's a pain in the butt yeah but i don't think in 2000 no 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 no, no, no. um oh and by the way so going to the theater website that browsing session lasted for a total of five minutes and 18 seconds uh, in the process of using the mouse, our killer would leave behind uh, at least one, if not two, bloody fingerprints. So readable fingerprints, not smudgy things. At some point later in the morning, the killer would get back on the computer again. We don't, I don't have a timestamp for this. Uh, and then would go to the site of both Mikio's employer and then Ray's school. That browsing session would last only four minutes and 16 seconds, so not very long. And then after that, the killer would unplug the computer from the wall. And I got the impression that not only did he pull the cord from the wall, he pulled the cord out of the back of the machine as well. Which uh, I just I heard in one place at least that he actually took the cord with because no. i don't know I, it, it was there it was there okay. it was there that was a translation issue because oh, is that what it was? I, I know the post you're talking about and then yeah. there's updates saying oh yeah no it was totally there oh, okay good. it's just yeah. like there's talk about the fact that because it's the new year the family had what we would equate to christmas or new year's cards in their home and some sites will say and those cards were taken by the killer no they were actually taken by the police to confirm, do you actually know these people? When did you, you know, it's kind of part of their investigative process. And then it was returned to the evidence of the the home. So that's one of those little, uh, little bits of misdirection. That's unfortunately from translation. Frankly, Mm -hmm. uh, that like browsing the, the school and the workplace to me, a little bit feels like that person trying to figure out if they can um, delay any alarms going up. 
trying to see if like no no no. but like to to do that investigation of like well can i call the school and say oh my kid is sick so they're not coming in and can i call this person's employer and saying oh hey i am so and so and i'm i'm sick oh to extend the time that people would not realize that they were exactly yeah i gotcha and to because they stayed for a long time whoever it was Uh that was in they stayed pretty much until We'll talk about this, it seems, until they realized I'm busted. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder if there was a bit of that sort of, okay, well, you know, this person had a job and this kid was going to school because the other kid wasn't old enough to be in school yet, right? Uh, Six? I I think that's old enough to be in school. No, I thought six was the oldest one. No, it was eight. Nina was eight. The girl was eight. Ray was six. Okay. Well, uh, and I think Ray had started school because, like, there's a whole bunch of talk about the fact that Ray had a bit of a speech impediment, so they were he was getting help with that. Mm. So he was definitely he was in some. Maybe thing. those were just the two first ones. Then I don't know. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. It feels like uh, somebody trying to figure out: Can I find uh, the boss at the company? Can I find the teacher or whoever I'm supposed to call the school? Can I figure out? Yeah, can I figure out how to extend my stay? Mm-hmm here longer or maybe uh, but also maybe it's just Ma- like extra Ma- creepy yeah uh, also yeah. possible killer was bored and just you know didn't want to actually do any web searches because those might be a little incriminating actually web searches of those time were pretty clunky yeah. remember this is still 2000 it's really hard to to do web searches yeah very true so clicking on saved links might be the easiest oh, way yeah. to do it Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, it's also totally possible those were just the saved links, right? That mm-hmm. that was, like, most recent browsing history that, like, the father had been like, oh, yeah, I'm going to check out my son's school mm-hmm. and, you know. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, um, did, in Japan, I mean, it's the 30th, uh, obviously the 31st the next day, it's New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And do you, most people have New Year's Eve off in schools? Is it off? I be, yeah, it's a it's a holiday. Yeah, as far holiday. as I could tell, it was a holiday. The whole thing mm-hmm. was a holiday time. It wasn't as if they were supposed to be at school the next day. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't. I mean, I think Devin might have hit the nail on the head in the beginning in that Mikio may have been expected to work from home on the holiday, well, but not necessarily go into the office. Not explicitly expected, right? But it's not stated that he should be working. But he should be working, should be working. Probably. kind of thing. Yeah. I have a job like that, too. Okay, what else did he do? Well, he ransacked their house. Uh, he went through, he found family documents like bank statements and credit cards and driver's license and other things like that. Uh-huh. Uh, he cut up some of the documents. And by the way, there was no evidence. Did they find any evidence that anything was missing? Any documents taken? Not explicitly, no. Uh, nobody has said, oh, the blah, blah, blah was gone. Uh, but it does appear that he cut up some of this documentation because that and the cards the credit cards and stuff like that they're all found in the bathtub which is weird sans water by the way there's no water it's not like there's fingerprints all over the place yeah so there's fingerprints and and probably dna uh, because he was bleeding all over all this stuff just sitting in the bathtub of course which is freaking weird Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see what else oh well just you know understandably so all of this exertion it takes its toll on our killer 
and he decides to take a nice nap on the family's couch for a while. Was that because yeah. they could tell because he was bleeding? So. I'm guessing that it's it had to be part of it. I'm guessing yeah. that the couch may have been in a bit of a disarray. I'm I'm not 100 percent positive they how they figured that out. On it. Yeah. Uh, eventually, nature would call. Uh, and our killer would decide that it was time to take a poop, and he would not bother to flush the poop. Uh, I don't know why that's guy. actually funny to me. Well, <laughs> he left a poop emoji a poop for did, the uh, police. Did he uh, leave a lot of, uh, of toilet paper in there too? It or? doesn't. It the toilet paper quantity usage is not explicitly stated, so we do not know if he's a four or an eight sheet kind of guy. Mm. Yeah, I know. But so, um, well, you know, you're you're a guy. You know, you you know that occasionally you go into public restrooms and some guy will have come before before you and left a big. Please old... tell me you're not going to get too explicit here. No, no, no. But, but you know, some guy will drop a deuce and just leave it, right? Right, because which he's is so horrid. Proud, so proud of his deuce. Uh-huh. I've never done this. but The mad always... pooper, yeah. But what's always amazing to me is there's no toilet paper. They leave the deuce <laughs> with no toilet paper because they, you know... And... A little bit of mud butt going I don't know what they. I, I don't know oh. if, they, they, if they stand up and sort of waddle over to the next stall real carefully and then clean up their mess there. <laughs> But you know what I'm talking about, right? You see it, right? <laughs> I'm afraid I do. Yeah. I'm sad to say I do. Yeah, that's what I've always wondered about. It's like, dude, uh, where's the toilet paper? Can we move? <laughs> but yes. That's please. why I'm asking this question. So we're oh, moving okay. on so not to only the, did he the poop, poop emoji. But... No more poop emoji. Did he also yeah. maybe leave some clothes or something? Please. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, he did leave some other stuff. Okay. Yeah, he, oh, God. He, there's still more stuff that he leaves behind. Uh, at, at some point in the evening, our killer decides that it is cha- time for a change of wardrobe. Makes so sense. he changes his clothes because, well, we know this because there's a set of clothes left behind in the home. Which had so a they blood presume, on them, right? But, some. So yeah. they, I mean, they must presume that he took some of the father's clothes. Well, we don't know if he took some of Mikio's clothes or if he brought a change of clothes with him for his killer sleepover. Okay. That would make Again, sense. Th- yeah, like a, you wouldn't be able to tell if I. Yeah. So yeah. did uh, did anybody know? Did they do an inventory of of the clothes that were in the house? There, the, there's nothing them? definitive that says I mean, frankly, that he took dad's pants and sweatshirt. Yeah, Nobody I mean, knows. Yeah. Realistically, even like Boof, who like sees my clothes every dang day uh-huh. of I, this entire world. If some of my clothes he would not I would, probably wouldn't know. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't know. even probably know. Yeah. Actually, maybe. It depends on what it was. But yeah. <laughs> there's some of my clothes where I, I would just like wouldn't even know. I'd think that maybe they'd just been disintegrated yeah. or something. I don't so, know. So here's sub-bullet time. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go through the list, a, a partial list of the clothes that were left behind. There's, there's more to it, but it becomes just ad nauseum at, at, at some point here. So there are a pair of sneakers, which were Slazinger brand. Uh, they were sized in Korean. So remember when you buy shoes, they typically have a primary country sizing on them, whether it be U.S. or European or whatever. These ones were in Korean. Okay. A dark green hip bag was found. It's kind of like a fanny pack, but apparently they call it a cooler bag than a fanny pack, which I don't didn't know that was possible. Because it goes on your hip, not your fanny. Take that as you will, UK listeners. Okay. Yeah. okay. A black handkerchief was found. 
a hat was left behind, a scarf, a down jacket, and a pair of winter gloves. It was December. Mm-hmm. So that all makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And and there's a lot that's been put into not only all of those actions that we just talked about, but also the clothing that was left behind and what the meaning of all of that was. And, and we'll get into some of that. Actually, Kayla we'll get into it in theories. Kayla was rather careless from, yeah. one, from yeah. one point of view. Yeah, but, but we need to finish our timeline here because we still have finish this story believe it or not so at at some point in the morning our killer decides that it's time to leave the home and so he takes off we don't know exactly when what we do know is that Yasko's mother tries to call she can't get through the phone is literally just not working which is weird she then goes over to the house herself we don't know if when she got there she the if the door was locked or not this is a weird thing to us as westerners but in japan apparently it's not totally uncommon for people just to not bother to lock their doors because it really is kind of that safe of a country most of the time Mm. so either the door was locked and she went back to her home and got the key and came back over or the door was unlocked and so she just went right on in but she goes in the house She finds Mikio's body on the first floor. She then goes up the stairs and she finds both Yasko and Nina's bodies on the landing at the top of the stairs. Um, It appears that... At the bottom of the ladder, right? Yeah. Yeah. Top of the stairs and bottom of the ladder are damn near the same thing. Just to help. Yeah, absolutely. Um, She was not one of those people who screamed and ran away. Instead, she was one of those people who jumped in the middle and tried to see if her, is her daughter and granddaughter alive? Um, So she ended up, uh, you know, having a lot of blood on her as well. But they do, they call the cops. The police come and they investigate the crime. By the way, I know that we talked about this offline, Joe, is that Mm -hmm. in the beginning I had said, was it 10 or 11 hours is how long our killer stayed? We don't exactly know. I mean, this guy could have, if the door was locked, he could have heard Yasko's mother trying the knob and, you know, did a, an a, a OS moment and said, I got to get out of here. And boogied out the back, the back window. And, well, and, oh, he might have gone out the second story window again, which is weird. Or he might have just bolted out of the front door, you know, and chanced it. Or he might have left just minutes before just she came over. Yeah. yeah. Well, frankly, I, given that we don't know how thin those walls were, I mean, I would assume they were thick enough that there was they couldn't hear like screaming or whatever through. Uh-huh. But if you're just a single dude kind of like putzing around the house and you hear a conversation happening through the wall where you hear somebody go, oh, that's weird. They're not answering. Okay, I'm going to go next door to see. I mean, you can hear it's possible, like uh, having lived in places that have shared walls, you can sometimes mm-hmm. hear those things. Yeah. It's also just... possible that he just heard I'm gonna go. Th- I'm gonna go next door and see what's he up. Might, or it's possible that he just right heard. Out. He just heard sounds of life. He realized people also were getting possible. up next door and realized. I was. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say he may have time heard to get the other exterior door for the other part of the dwelling open and close, and we're like, oh hell! Just like Joe saying, people are up and about, but he hears it because it's the front door slam, mm-hmm. and that startles him out of his new, you know, comfy little nest that but he's it's made. Also, not impossible that the 
killer was in the house when the mom was in the house. That's highly, highly doubtful. No, it's not impossible. I mean, like it's, it's doubtful. But it's they could not have, impossible, but I highly doubt it. It's possible, like that third floor, right? It's unlikely that the family went up to the third floor because all the family was dead on the second floor. So it's possible. Okay. It's uh, unlikely, granted, but yes. it's possible that that person was like, oh, crap, that door is opening. I can't get out the back anymore for whatever reason. I'm just going to go up here he and might hide. have also hidden, you know, around a corner and she went by and went up the stairs and he slipped out the front door. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there a, a million lot of ways. ways. There's a million Agreed. ways. And this is a James Bond movie in the Who making the right knows. now. I do yeah. suspect, I think, I think the door must have been locked though. Cause if, if assuming this, our killer has any common sense at all, he's going to lock the door if he's going to hang out there and take a nap. I know? would. I mean, yeah. hell yeah. You don't want, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a whole bunch of ways, but it could have happened. Okay. So. The police come to the home and they investigate. And as I said before, they recovered tons and tons and tons of evidence. Yeah. Unfortunately, none of them led them to any firm suspects. And to this day, the, the case is unsolved. This is one of the things that I find as an outside oddity about this story. There's always outside oddities with the stories I find for some reason. And I don't search this out, but... On the after the investigation was done and the investigators left, they posted a police guard in front of the door of the house. Mm-hmm. Where he is still. Seventeen years later, same guy. There, no, <laughs> <laughs> there is still a Japanese police officer standing in the entryway of this home. They have cordoned off the exterior of the home with that tall blue netting, uh-huh. yeah. uh, so that nobody can break in from the backside. All the other homes that were right next to it, because like I said, there was four of them in a row. Those other three homes are gone. This home is still there. And I find it so weird that uh, that after all this time, it's still there. I I assume they're preserving it as a crime scene. I would agree with that. I would. After 17 years. Why the hell else? Why? why? I mean, when you want to build your park, keep it around for all that time. It must must be because it's a crime scene and then the case is not Maybe they didn't get the final signature. Yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, it's an active crime scene technically, right? I mean, they have not solved this murder. And yes, they've collected DNA and fingerprint evidence from this place, but I I, I don't know the Japanese system no, well enough know. to know if it would behoove them to keep that crime scene uncontaminated for as long as they possibly can. And since it's in the middle of a park, they can, right? <laughs> it's it's true. not as though somebody's like, oh, I got to move into that apartment tomorrow. It's Some developer just, is pushing Yeah, them, exactly. Right? It's, it's a safe crime scene to just keep. Well, it's ironic that, uh, you know, I mean, one of the motives, one of the motives that's been proposed is that somebody wanted them out of there because they wanted to develop that park. Mm-hmm. And it, it would be that's ironic. That's the greatest irony of ironies. Isn't that ironic? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's a crime scene now. It's not going to get demoed. You probably maybe shouldn't have murdered That's them. not yeah. the first time we've come across that as a theory that would, it's the backfire motive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. We've seen that before. And I can't remember what case, but at least one other we've seen that. Yeah. yeah. We've only done 220 of them now. Yeah. It could um, have been, it could have been the opposite though. The, uh, the opposite of the, the people who wanted to develop into a park. It could have been somebody who, wanted, for whatever reason, uh, just pure spite maybe, to spite the people who really, really, really had a huge thing for having a park there to the point where they they demoed the entire neighborhood but a couple of houses. And if you have that much spite in you, 
to go murder the entire family, turning the house into a crime scene, therefore stopping the house from being removed and sticking a finger in the eye of whoever you don't like that wanted there to be a park there. You know what that sounds like? A theory. It yeah. does. Oh, it does. You know, I'm, I you guess know what? I'm getting ahead of us. I, 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 was, I was waiting for you to run out of wind, and you have amazing lungs, so I couldn't hey, do it. Sorry. <laughs> all right. That is all of our story. So it is totally, totally, finally, after this whole po- thing, finally time to get into theories. Why? But before we do that, let's take a quick break. Hey, gang. This episode of Thinking Sideways is brought to you by Universal Pictures, which has a new movie coming out called The Snowman, which hits theaters on October 20th, 2017. The movie is based on the book by Joe Nesbo, and it's about a psycho killer who murders his victims during the first snowfall of every winter. Ooh. The Snowman stars Michael Fassbender, who you might remember from Alien Covenant, where he played a robot. Actually, he played two robots. But uh, he has is his role in this one is Detective Harry Hole. When Harry investigates a disappearance on the first snow of winter, he begins to suspect a connection to a string of old cold cases. He realizes that he has only until the next snowfall to catch the killer. In other words, this sounds like it's right down our alley. Murder, mayhem, and mystery. Snowman is about a cat and mouse game between a killer and a detective. I haven't seen it yet, but I have seen the trailers, and it looks actually pretty good. It opens again October 20th, 2017. And I don't know about you, but I do plan to see it, so maybe I'll see you there. And you will get extra points if you wear your Frosty the Snowman suit. The Snowman, again, in theaters October 20th, 2017. We're back. The first theory is kind of... It's really unsatisfying. Super. the yeah. first theory is that this was just a random killer, and it's a random some, killing. Some yeah. random human. Maybe. So the way this theory goes is that this creepazoid picked this family out to brutally murder for no other reason than... He saw them, and he decided to start stalking them, and then eventually would commit the crime. There is a little bit of back history that potentially supports this. Uh, Part of that is that Yasko apparently said to her father-in-law on the 25th of December that for several days in a row, somebody had been parked in front of their house. And that's weird because in this park area, there's a lot of parking. So there's no real reason to park in front of their house. Mm -hmm. So people say, well, obviously that was the killer parking and staking them out and scoping the place out. It could have also been somebody who just decided that was where they like to park their car. But it is weird. Uh, On the 27th of December, someone was reported to have been seen wandering around this home and the other homes near it. I will say, uh, well, that guy was described as being in his 40s. And by the way, the ages on people who are described in the theory section, both this one, all of our theories, they bounce between 20 and 40, just so you're warned and don't get thrown off by that. But this particular person was described as walking around the house, being a 40-year-old man. So wandering around the outside of the house. Right. Not the inside. Correct. Okay. Correct. And I will tell you that I find this rather innocent because of the fact that, A, it's a public park space at this point, and B, it is entirely possible that 
it's somebody who's involved with the conversion process from residential homes to park space, assessing the space and going, oh, well, what's going here? What's that? I mean, it could be people just looking at it. So a guy or, wandering around just isn't that out of the ordinary. Uh, really or no. somebody lost. Yeah, very yeah. true. The other Or that's thing, the closest road. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Of course, it's not. Of course, when you actually think about it, uh, this is evidence in any one of the theories or some it, of the theories. It kind of yeah. is, but I'm throwing yeah. it all in the random killer because, well, it's just random information. So that worked. Okay. Weird. The day before the killings, uh, a man is said to have been seen wearing the same outfit as the one that was seen in the home. This guy is supposedly spotted at Seijokagu in my station, which is about a mile or so away from the home. I believe that's the southern station. There's more than one train station about a mile or so away from the oh, house. We're talking about train stations. Yes, yeah, so this that is the train station. Okay. There's one south and one north, but reportedly people noticed this guy and remembered his outfit because it wasn't appropriate for the weather and the bag was so unique. Uh So that's why people figured it out. Or people were just misremembering. Possibly. Mm -hmm. Or that was like a popular fashion at the time. There's always that. Um, Sort of, kind of, for a certain ilk, which we will discuss soon. Yeah, we will. Uh, Oh, by the way, also on this particular day, someone had purchased a sashimi knife in the area around the station. Uh, They did find record of a sale of a sashimi knife. Mm -hmm. But also, we don't know that wasn't the family. Nope. That's true. Uh, are they true. are they popular knives in Japan? Sashimi knives. <laughs> uh, I assume so. Yeah. yeah they are. So, not they are. not too surprising then. Okay. No. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. What else is there? Uh, there's also reporting that someone, presumably someone walking in the park. By the way, this is at night on the night of the murders saw another person heading quickly down the path in the direction of the family's house. I'll be honest, I think that's a bit of a red herring. I think that's an easy, I stitched this on because the Mayazawas were killed. And that's just kind of probably a a junk statement. Yeah, Uh, similarly, like I see people walking around Joe's house all the time. Mm -hmm. You do? And And I never uh see them again, but I don't say that that's because Joe killed them. No. Uh, Did you? I don't remember. I okay. had blackouts. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> the cats did it. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that that's the random killer theory, which I don't I don't like. It's that. a bad. I mm-hmm. th- no, but like, frankly, none of these. Theories I was about to say, uh, you know, what, all of these theories have giant gaping holes in them. Yeah, the but, random killer one kind of does fit the least, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got a big enough hole you, somebody could skate right through it. There are. Ah, there, let's talk about some are, skating. Yeah, I think there, are, there it can be said there are things about this murder that suggest that whoever it was that did it, whatever the motive, they had a motive. It wasn't just randomness. We'll talk about that in a minute. Could yeah. yeah. So let's let's talk about theory number two, which is the skater punk theory. So if you remember, we talked about the fact that the house is located in a park. And when you do the reading, you will see people talk about the fact, or you will see it in the the reporting that there is a skate park 
right adjacent to the home. Which well, is somehow across even. Across the street, though, right? Well, that's the thing, is that's that people always say, it was right behind her, right next to the house, which yeah, is no. not actually true, because there's the driveway that intersects the main road, which is about 100 feet, or 120 feet, maybe 100 meters away from the house. And then the skate park is on the other side of the street. And by the way, this is the tamest looking skate park it's I so have bad. ever seen. It's not yeah. much of a skate park. There's, Definitely not um, featured in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. No, no because there's there's a couple of concrete berms that go up, uh, two of them, one uh, you know, up and down, up and down. Then there's a small half pipe and an even smaller quarter pipe. And then a big plaza space. Mm-hmm. It's very plain. It's very benign. It's it. There's nothing that says to me, skater die. Like nothing like that in that space. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But people make a lot out of it because of the fact that a few days before the killing, Mikio was seen. He's apparently, according to different theories, he was seen arguing with different people, but. Mikio was seen arguing with a skater. Surprise! Nobody ever fights with skater teenagers, ever. They are the most agreeable bunch of all of the humans. Oh, totally. Actually, I kind of get the feeling that these Japanese skaters probably are a very tame and nice bunch. Uh, It doesn't seem like they're actual skater punks, but but according to theory, that's not true. But even skater punks, like, they're not going to go break into somebody's house and murder a bunch of people. No, it's kind of unlikely. Yeah. They, they, They will key your car. The, yeah. the, that, they might like, you know, 360 Henley grind onto your front lawn. Front lawn. Yeah. I know that. You were trying. You were I, really trying. I know this. Well, well done. Skater words. No, um, but the, the fact that people saw or say they saw Mikio arguing with a skater combined with the clothing that was found in the house discarded, yeah. which people say is skater garb or uh. something that the you know at the time was in fashion with skaters would lead them to say well it had to be it okay so let's talk a little bit about the clothing that that was found and why this kind of the textiles leads. yes the let's textiles Okay, so there was that down style jacket, um, which was an AirTech brand jacket, and it apparently had both sweat and blood in it. Uh, the blood type was A, but that didn't DNA link. The DNA from that didn't link to anybody. Didn't link to the killer's blood left behind in the house, even. Ah, uh, you know, I actually haven't seen that it, the two were connected. It may have been, and it's just not reported that way. Again, this is one of those issues with translation, so yeah. I don't know yeah, for sure. It might have meant, yeah, nobody connected who was a victim, or or or, or could have in just, the yeah. system. Could have just meant that our perp bought it in a secondhand store and already had a little blood on it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, the there was a hat left behind, which was a crusher hat, which is, I always describe this as, you remember Gilligan's Island and Gilligan uh-huh. had that silly sailor hat with yeah. the with the the edges that fold up, folded down. Well, it was that made out of fuzzy material. You see rappers wearing them. Um, was it, well, no, no, there was, uh, was it, I remember LL Cool J back in the day rocking one of these. No, you I, don't. You're right. I don't. <laughs> I don't know who LL Cool J is. I saw his name on the internet and I used it. Yeah, yes, not, I do. I mean, LL Cool J, I thought LL Cool J was a cigarette. You mean it's a person? 
<laughs> um, but okay, the other things that were found is there was a shirt, and it was a t- it was t-shirt cotton fabric but it was white across the chest and then the arms the long sleeve arms were made out of uh it was purple only 130 of those shirts were apparently sold by a local shop in marafuru which is very close by yep um so seems like there's not a whole lot of them sold and then the shoes that were sold um which uh i don't i we gave you the brand earlier and i've lost it slazinger i believe it was yeah sounds right uh but they were apparently favored by skaters uh again they were the sizing was in korean and it was a size 28 oh my god Uh, no it doesn't work (laughs) like that dude (laughs) i know korean (laughs) um there there are a, quite a few weird things in the clothing, though, that are also found. I said that there was a black handkerchief was that was found. That had cologne on it, which was Dakar. Help me here, Devin. Dakar Noir? Is that right? Noir. Noir, thank you. I've been saying all kinds of words right, so the simplest ones I have to fly. It's like Pinot Noir. Okay. Yeah, at least you didn't say Pinot Noir. Noir. Drakkar Neuer by Guy LaRoche. And so, okay, this is the other weird thing about that. This is weird. About the handkerchief is that it had recently been ironed. Yeah. Which leads people to think that this was a skater who still lives at home and his mom irons everything for him. I don't know. I feel like there's like a very... I think it's dumb. Japan is this really amazing place for street fashion Mm -hmm. like crazy amazing and i would say that there is um, a real pride within certain groups of people in your appearance yep to a hollywood level Mm -hmm. like there are definitely certain subcultures in the fashion of street fashion fashion of street fashion yeah whatever it doesn't matter that like the the dudes like i think we're going to talk about like the the dudes who dress like elvis Mm -hmm. like and and their pompadours are so giant and they like there's a there's a very meticulous they're like they're oh my god there are some amazing documentaries on Netflix and YouTube about so, the women who take part in this, yeah. and the men also take so deep part in this that like it doesn't really surprise an, me that an much. amazing level of pride associated there is with, that. with your own fashion and appearance, particularly mm-hmm. in the tiny the tiny accessories that you know we would think like well like okay maybe he lived with his parents or whatever, but the, like a, a guy who was into this kind of subculture. That's mm-hmm. that's not crazy to me that he would iron his, especially he might have even ironed it so it looked wrinkled. Yeah, you know because that was the style. That, it's crazy. Yeah. There's a crazy amount of thought and time that goes into a lot of these subcultures, and that's true mm-hmm. with things even like skaters, where you would think, well, it's just like form over fu- or function over form, but no, there's this like it's just it's crazy. Yeah. No, well, totally. it might sorry. Have, it Soapbox might have also, over. It might have also been just iron, so it wouldn't like, take up as much space in your pocket too. But you know, yeah. Well, but yeah, it's okay. it's weird that it had the cologne on it because yeah. that's uh, apparently cologne isn't super popular. It's not uh, through most of no. Japan, which is also an oddity about it. 
Uh, there's some other things. Uh, okay, so there was the hip bag, a.k.a. the cool fanny pack. Uh, and it was, as I said before, it was nicer than your average kind of uh, bag like that. But the really strange thing about the bag is what yeah. was found inside of it, yeah. which was some sand. Specifically sand that they traced to be, I'm guessing they must have done it by the mineral counts and stuff. We talked about this in, uh, what was Lots the Princess Doe? Yeah. Princess Doe was the last one we talked about this. Mm. But they traced it and they said it came from California and more specifically in the area around Edwards Air Force Base mm. in California, which is just craziness. It was just like a some. It was like what a handful of sand. Like uh, a I don't think it was even a Probably handful. Probably just traces just like of sand. Yeah, just a you know a couple dozen grains or something like well, that. I mean, that, those guys are stuff that gets into the seams and it'll just never yeah. come out. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, yeah. think about your shoes when you go to the beach and no. it just never yeah, goes yeah. away. Does anybody just... ever import sand uh, like for aquariums or for God knows what? So I'm going to have you hold on to that. Okay. Bear with me here because okay. I've dropped two cliffhangers on people. One is the sand. Two is the Korean shoe sizing. And because I'm a jerk and I like a good cliffhanger, I'm going to make people wait. And we're going to talk about that later. Ah. Instead, we're going to go to a completely unrelated theory. Ah. Hate it. Yeah. Hate it. Let's go to the third theory. Theory number three. Well, this is actually very similar to theory number two. This is the biker gang theory. Uh, basically, the only difference here is that instead of having fought with a skater, Mikio was actually seen outside fighting with a local biker. Uh, and the bike gangs in the area are, are called Bozozoku. I believe it's how you pronounce oh, it. Cool. Listen, I'm I'm really trying on this. Japanese is not my language, so thank you for everybody who helped us with that. Have a but they're the biker gang. Okay, so they're the ones we were just talking about with the leather jackets and the hair. Because they got these crazy leather jackets, the giant pompadours, and they're they're generally a nuisance. Actually, I was reading a really interesting article on Jalopnik about the fact that this culture is getting the the biker culture is actually waning as the Japanese economy is waning because the bikes are expensive. A bunch of them are now riding scooters. But yeah. even then, modifications are not cheap. The jackets aren't cheap. The embroidery on those jackets is super expensive. Like, you got to have money. The hair products are insane. you got to have oh, a lot of money point. to be a ne'er-do-well. And nobody can afford to be this level of ne'er-do-well. Uh, but, but basically, yeah. the whole theory is that instead of a skater, he fought with a biker, and he offended that biker, and so this pompadour came in the house and killed the entire family. I do or maybe feel, a couple of them did. I do feel... It's actually something we're going to talk about. I do feel... Sorry. That's okay. Um, that my understanding of these different gangs, because I have, I have spent... Mm -hmm. oh, she used to be in a biker gang. I yeah. Did. yeah. No, I... I you know, going through costume design and yeah. like my fascination with Japan in general, I've spent a fair amount of time researching the different street fashions of Japan and the kind of culture that comes around it. And I do feel like that culture around these kind of biker gangs is more aggressive. Not to say I don't believe that they committed this crime, but I do kind of 
editorially feel like they are more likely than the skater gangs. Well, the, mm-hmm. the way that I got the impression was is that they they like to make a nuisance of themselves and Agreed. generally rebel, yeah. but that rebelling doesn't appear to escalate to the level of any kind of major crime. They're more rebel without a cause. Yes. And, or a clue. Right. But it, I, again, I, I don't believe that, like, certainly not premeditated if this happened on their part. Well, that was the uh, was the park a hangout for these guys? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Think so. I don't think so, Joe. Because I never I really... heard. I've read a lot about this story, and I never heard that. Uh, you know, I mean, at least the skaters they did hang out nearby. And they had a reason I mean, to. The, the, the bikers, I'd never heard any any evidence that they actually no, I, hung I, out there. I really like many stories. I feel like this was kind of just shoved in as a theory at some point by somebody and it's been picked up in a number of places that's really i i don't mm-hmm. think there's much to it which means we should probably move to the next theory okay which is the yakuza bikers we're leaving okay yakuza. <laughs> yeah. yeah so the yakuza so anybody who doesn't know the yakuza is the japanese mob so the theory goes that this family was possibly killed because it was a hit Maybe because Mikio either angered the wrong people or maybe he owed the wrong people and he wasn't paying up. Why's it got to be him? Well, because it's usually the man in the family that gets the family in trouble because us men are dumb. Yeah, but he wasn't the one who was the most brutalized. True, but, but the point being somebody in the family... Owed the Yakuza, if the, if it's an O reason, unless it was a hit reason for some reason outside of that. Sorry, but, I'm just trying to be a true. Yeah, I know, I know. But <laughs> but the point is, is that the Yakuza hires somebody, and then unbeknownst to them, the guy they hire decides to hang out and just make it a super creepy, weird thing because, well, that's just what he decided well, to do. I mean, I know you're going to talk about this a little bit, but if. He was an outsider that was hired. Maybe they didn't get him a hotel room. <laughs> I mean, like, you're laughing, but you like, didn't, maybe... You didn't pay for my room aboard. Fine, I'm staying in there. He house. just didn't have a place to go or things to do before his flight left. Yeah, or maybe he was... Or smuggling him out of the country happened. Right. You know, like... Maybe somebody was... some time to kill. Maybe he had a ride. You know, the ride just said, you know, the guy with the ride, his ride just said, I'll swing by and pick you up at this hour, like 9 a.m., and... So you got that entire window to get the job done. That's mm-hmm. that's surveil the house, sneak into the house, kill them all, get the whole thing done, and I'll and I'll pick you up in this corner, you know, someplace at nine a.m. And so the guy's just like, oh, you know, I get some time to kill, and it actually makes a lot more sense to stay here rather than go out at like you know two in the morning and hang out in the streets all night. Yeah, by yeah. myself. Totally you know, makes to- a ton sure. more sense. So let's let's talk about a bunch of stuff that's in here that people really like for the Yakuza hit theory. All right. We'll start with the Korean angle. Okay. Because uh, that's what I brought up with the shoe being in the uh, in it listed in a Korean size. One, and then there's some details that I haven't shared so far about the poop emoji. Uh, so uh, investigators figured out that first off, the poop contained several things. Uh, aside from DNA, it contained the remains of a meal, and that meal was a green bean dish with sesame dressing, which is kind of a traditional meal. So that it's a, a in vegetarian Japan, meal. In Japan. Yeah, it had. It wasn't anything that would have had any. It didn't have any meat in it. There was no meat found or you know cast off of meat in the poo. So they said, well, he must have been a vegetarian. 
They um, they also found through testing the genetic makeup of our killer. The killer was not of pure Japanese descent or origin. Instead, the killer's father was probably Chinese or Korean, while the killer's mother was, uh, according to their analysis, uh, most likely Southern European, and they're saying that she was possibly either from either the Mediterranean or the Adriatic Sea area. So that's that's pretty detailed so uh the were they able to tell anything else about the killer besides that that's really all that i've ever found in that's, the released information so that is all they know is that so, basically and, and, some ethnic heritage and that's about it yeah it's the ethnic and heritage the and some people make a lot out of that because in the japanese culture if you are not japanese they're just like any culture if you're not of true pure heritage then there there can be some um racism that's the word i'm going to use it is because that's what it is and there are people who can never rise above a certain station because of their heritage and so that's why people see this and look at this and you'll see on the internet it breaks down how many you know how many and how many japanese versus chinese versus korean could have this but the point is it's a mixed background. I don't know if there's a whole lot of it, but this this then goes ahead in the theory to say that, well, probably this guy wasn't from the area if he was for, of this mixed background and that the idea would be that the Yakuza brought him in. They brought him in from somewhere else. You've got to, you know, when you go through a border, you got to go through customs and all of that. And you got to have your paperwork in order. But it is entirely possible to smuggle people in. It happens in every country in the world. True. And if you're the mob, you're probably pretty good at smuggling people in. True. So, but, but, but again, though, there's no, there's not any hard evidence that this person didn't live the next block over. Nor is there any no. based, real based, motive. Based on DNA, based on... No, there's, there's nothing to say that card, this person is, lives in country or has never been in country. But that's the... This theory says that this person was brought into the country for this deed. Based on the, what the contents of, this, of the poo left in the toilet? Mostly? Of the DNA that was extracted from the poop emoji, yes. Oh, the DNA, not the contents as in vegetable matter Correct. and all that stuff. That well, DNA, you got, I mean, yeah. like, uh, frankly, I'm not a vegetarian, but I've, there's like, I'll go weeks, sometimes months at a time mm-hmm. without eating meat. Not, well, I mean, just because I don't... You know, it's not like a conscious thing one way or another. Sometimes it doesn't sound good. Sometimes it does mm-hmm. sound good. So it's not, I don't think because of you, you've had one BM that doesn't have plant or No, no, no. It means you're a total bit, you know. I, I don't think that's true. <laughs> no, I think <laughs> that's that, not how it uh, I, I kind of suspect that the killer um, didn't flush because the killer wanted it to be found. I would more agree with because, that. Um, because the killer probably was like, say, an American. So, you know, if they'd analyzed a, a, one of his regular... Um, What's the word poop I'm thinking emojis. of? The, yeah, poop yeah, emojis. If they'd analyzed one of the, they would have found typical American. It would have been hamburgers and French fries. And so, of course, and that's so all we eat. To, yeah, throw a little. Red, I'd say red herring, but more of a brown herring. And uh, and uh, and so he ate nothing but vegetables for like a week before. Okay. And that Let's, might be the reason that he actually hung out in the house. Just for waiting for a, long, a poop emoji. Just waiting for I that. Just, and that might be the reason. You are, he, you are way too I, focused on hey, this emoji. Guys, we need to move. Yeah, <laughs> you, guys are, you guys have gone far afield. Let me You're do right. this for a second. So, I mean, we're thinking about reasons why 
he could possibly have stayed in the house so long. It might be if if the guy really, really wanted to leave that little calling card for whatever reason, that was what kept him sticking around because it's like, oh, not quite ready yet. I'll eat some more ice cream. I'll drink some more tea. The mad pooper. Yeah, and then finally it happens, and then bam, okay, I can go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Figuratively and literally. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the, the Yakuza is a good... Because I think Yakuza is usually cleaner. But yeah. I also no. don't see any motive. I also don't for see them family. taking a. Do they, the Yakuza, do they, would they take out an entire family like that or just take I out the like one person? I feel like usually they would just would like cut them. off the arm of the person who wronged them. I yeah. will be honest that I don't. I haven't done enough reading on the Yakuza to even know what they would do. But basically, let me just, let me just cinch up the, the tail end of this particular theory. It's saying that this guy was so flagrant in leaving fingerprints and DNA around because he knew that he was not going to be in the Japanese system. And so yeah. there was no way that they were going to pin him down. And then he would just go to his, his new employer and they would ship him home and he was scot-free. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the way the theory goes. I will agree. It's, there's, again, just like the other ones, there's giant holes in that idea. And I really don't, uh, as Devin said, I don't really see why the Yakuza would go to that length. Because from what we can tell, this family had nothing Nothing. That that would have drawn that kind of ire to get them all wiped out. Agreed. I will tell you, and uh, these things, these next bits that I'm going to give you, I think they're, I really think that they're just kind of wild cards here, and I don't think they're they're actually connected. But on the early morning hours of the 31st of December, so this is the, the morning, you know, the killing happens late in the night, so this is the early mornings. A cab driver said he picked up three men sometime in the early morning around the area of the home. And one of those men had a wound on his hand, and he took him to a nearby train station. They didn't talk during the whole time, which he said was kind of weird, because that early in the morning, he expected them to be drunken revelers, and instead they were very, very quiet. There's also reporting that a man was treated for a deep knife wound in his hand at 5.30 in the afternoon on the 31st, near Tobinico Station, which is, again, this is why I think this is just a wild wild bit, that's 75 miles away, which is 122 kilometers mm. from the home. So I think that that's just some random, unconnected bit, mm. but people people grab onto it. Now, speaking of the knife wound, mm-hmm. let's talk about that for a sec. What uh, uh, So the killer's blood was left behind with some bandages and some sanitary napkins. Mm-hmm. Did any... and, and some other surfaces around the house, yeah. Okay, and also on his clothes and stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, okay. I don't know about the clothes, but I do know it was on surfaces in the house. Uh-huh. Like in the kitchen, on the mouse of the computer. Mm-hmm. There was places that it was found. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Never mind then. Okay. okay. All right. Well, let's go to our uh, next theory. I know there's uh, you one at least one of you has one more than I do, but we're yep. going to go to our one. next theory, which is a U.S. airman. This theory uh, hinges really on that bag and the sand that was fa- found in it. Because, like we said, it was all traced back to, I'm guessing by mineral content, to the area around Edwards Air Force Base. 
And this leads a lot of people to say that, oh, well, it obviously it was a U.S. airman who was out for a night of light murder. And Uh. then when he did the deed, he returned to his post and then eventually he went home. And I got to tell you that I think that's the dumbest thing in the world, because if the Japanese actually thought that seriously a U.S. citizen had done this murder, they'd have gone to the U.S. military and said, hey, I think your guy do get fingerprinted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hey, I think your guy killed somebody. Can you check his fingerprint? And they'd had him in the system and he'd have been busted in a heartbeat. You never know. They might have actually done that. They might have actually run his fingerprint. Yeah. I mean, this whole thing, it's, it's all based on the sand. There, there are, Okay, this is dumb. You asked this before, though, Joe. It's like there's mm. some very innocent reasons how sand could have got there. Could oh, have yeah. been a secondhand bag that was imported. Could have been something like you were asking about aquariums. Uh, it could or whatever. be, I mean, you yeah. know, you ever see those? Um, yes. The little balls with sands and stones in them that are decorative that maybe that came from the U.S. and it broke. I mean, there's a bajillion ways that sand mm-hmm. from that region could have ended up in a piece of clothing. As Devin would say, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Bingo. Uh, Okay. Okay, actually, I have one that is so much dumber for you. Yeah, I know you do. I do, because I really... And then I have one that's pretty good by my comparison. All right. Well, my last theory is that this was all done by a corporate competitor. Mm. It was in... It was corporate espionage to an amazing level... But again, this is this doesn't make any sense because nothing in this says gives the slightest hint that Mikio was involved with anything that was of high enough importance that a rival branding agency would send a hitman to get what he had. Like uh, it might I've have seen been this. I've the seen people this. that they stole Wi-Fi from. Maybe <laughs> they it, were, you know, everybody I, steals Wi-Fi, Joe. Yeah, a different kind of stealing Wi-Fi. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but really, it, it's uh, there's nothing that even gives me any inclination to say that there's anything no. solid in that, but you will see that kicked around the internet. Devin is over here, like, waving her hand, so I gotta know, Devin wants, what Devin is the theory, theory that I have missed? Hey, did they fingerprint the family? I believe they did. Oh. I tell mind. you wondering if maybe one of the people next door was the uh, killer? Yeah. Like, like they... Really? I believe they did. I can't say, though, with any certainty that they did. But knowing how the Japanese police and their CSI, how procedurally bound they are, I would imagine that that is one of the things would, that you would do almost right away. I would also to. imagine that. But here's, like, let me just run with a the theory for, like, two seconds. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I guess my theory kind of goes twofold, right? Either... Like, they were sharing this wall with this family, and there's their family. How do you not hear this bleep crap? Stuff. <laughs> Stuff. Things. Going on, right? I mean, like, th- there's no way that there's not screaming and yelling and, like, help, and he's killing him, right? Unless somebody's involved. Or, I guess, my, like, main theory is that one of the people in this family did it and then maybe killed themselves or maybe got killed by a family member who came over to try to intervene or whatever. It was a six-year-old. Okay, wait. I'm trying to... You're going to have to flesh that out for me a little more. So let's say like the father is downstairs doing work and he just like loses it. He goes upstairs. He smothers his child. Oh, okay. 
Uh, continue on. Goes I... upstairs, smothers his son. The mom comes down with the daughter and is like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. He kills them, either commits suicide or the family next door hears what's going on. And it's like, no, I like the idea what? that he kills them on the top of the stairs and then and then turns to triumphantly walk downstairs and get a beer out of the fridge and, and then trips. Accidentally stabs and himself. And stabs himself to death rolling down the stairs. Right. I kind of like but that But some one. sort ow, of... Ow, yeah. Ow. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But some sort of, you know, family dispute. Again, the next door family is kind of involved in it. They are like, okay, well, how do we make this look like it was a mistake? Uh, they like do a couple things on the computer. They like take a poop and then like leave and then come back and then they call the cops. And it's not a perfect theory. I no, don't think so. But none of these theories are perfect no, theories. No, none of them are really. So I guess I, I, that's kind of my thought is like, well, what if it were an, in, an inside job? Kind of, yeah. Because somehow it makes more sense to me. Then somebody randomly breaking in and for some reason smothering a six-year-old and then stabbing a bunch of people and then hanging out for a while. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my, the thing I have to contribute to this well, story. Okay. Yeah, I'm, It's not good. No. Not... I, but I would say it's, uh, it's at least as good as the Yakuza. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and really, there, if this is not an inside job like you're saying, Devin, there is... A pretty serious amount of planning involved to bring clothes to lead a false... Tra- I mean, the clothes seem like they were brought to lead the police in the wrong direction, to misdirect them. Yeah. No, yeah that's so. that's yeah. not just your random freak who decides to kill somebody climbing in the house and doing the deed and then no, decide to do something after the fact. Like, there's... there's Somebody some research. Somebody yeah. had a, a real motivation to do this. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't random. So the random airman killer doesn't fit. The Yakuza, I don't really get it. That's why I the skaters the, and the bikers uh, know. An one of the, well, one of the interesting things about it is um, one of the theories that you always go to when when people get stabbed, especially like this, a very personal kind of murder. This sexual jealousy, you always look at ex-boyfriends, ex-girlfriends, things like that. And that doesn't seem to have been considered in this case. Yeah, I would and agree with that. Well, the thing about it is, it's the other thing, it's it's been assumed from the get-go that the killer was a man. Now, imagine the killer was a woman. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah, imagine that. Mm. uh, that, And and this woman deliberately brings, wears men's clothes there, leaves them behind, knowing that the Japanese police are going to believe from the get-go that it was a guy that did it. Because, I mean, who can come over and come into this place and overpower and stab a, a guy to, and stab a family to death, you know? It's going to be a guy. And, of course, this person doesn't, uh, this woman, let's say, it's a, let's just assume for the sake of fun it's a woman, mm-hmm. just says, hey, you know, I'm going to do a little, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to really cater to their assumptions and leave some guys, some clues that it was a guy here. And so I'm going to leave all these men's clothes and stuff. Uh, I'm going to go take a crap and not flush it because women flush the toilet. Dudes don't. Yeah, dudes don't always. Women always do. True. So I'm going to pull this dude stunt and take a dump and leave it sitting there just like a dude. Mm -hmm. But then there's other things that make me wonder. I mean, the mother or the mother, the the wife was stabbed and, and the daughter... They were, but especially the wife, apparently were stabbed a lot more, mm-hmm. brutalized than anybody yeah. else, which indicates to me maybe a little psycho jealousy going on there. Yeah. Uh, the cleanup. Now, the average guy, if he finds he's running out of bandages and still bleeding, the average guy is not necessarily going to think to go get out the sanitary napkins. 
but a woman would. Yeah. And 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 best of all, this person would have the motive. They even even uh, it does not appear to have been investigated because it it appears that it was assumed from the get go that it was a guy that and did this. culturally that may be a, a cultural reason and no. that's a it could be a failing on the the Japanese police. It's because, not just a cultural reason. Well, but I was no. going to say is that you know there there has been criticism of the Japanese police because they have an amazing investigative team, an no. amazing forensic team, but they have no experience because this kind of thing almost never happens which is which is terrible because on the flip side in the states you know there's a bunch of places where our investigative capacity blow our forensic capacity blow Mm. but we see stuff like this all the time and so we're really good at figuring out where it came from Mm mm-hmm so it's kind of it's a it's a back and forth, but I mean, we I mean we could keep going. Yeah, I'm okay. I mean I'm in with Joe, hundred percent. Like I think, I, I think it, it does, probably was a jealous girlfriend or, or former girlfriend, or, something mother, or a husband. Could have been a jealous husband, mother-in-law, or yeah, maybe a mother-in-law or something. But uh, somebody who it, you know, Devin, Devin, Devin has just been dealing with a future mother-in-law, so that's why she's going to the mother-in-law. <laughs> oh, don't theory. even know. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I love my no, future I, mother-in-law. I, all right. Yeah, I don't think, right. but I also don't think the mother-in-law, the people in the next door, next door, would have taken a dump and left it in the toilet. No, yeah, I agree, but yeah. I I definitely agree with you. I could have been a probably woman. a woman. Okay, yeah. probably was. So if you have, okay. we agreed. Yeah, that oh, never happened. Sorry, agreed. sorry, I, I got thrown off by the high fiving. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I if you say. have theories of your own, that's totally understandable. This case really brings it out. Well, you can share those with us. You can do that in a number of different ways. You can go on social media and you could share it on our Facebook page or our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, a lot of discussion. We, uh, When we're talking about social media, we also have our Twitter account, Thinking Sideways. And there's also the Reddit uh, account. So there's Reddit on there. So any of those places, you can talk about it. Yeah. You want to talk with us directly about this? Well, you're more than welcome to do that. You can a- eat. Email us. Email us. What is email? A-I-M us. Yeah. Email us. Uh, You can do that at thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, all is welcome. Uh, You know, it takes a little while to get back to you, but we'll get back to you. Uh, You can listen to episodes. Well, just about everywhere at this point, uh, we are on all the major avenues like iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and and all those places. Uh, So you can download or you can stream. If you're able to do so, please take the time to leave a comment and a rating. It uh, helps other people find the show. You are also able to get do those things, download and stream through our website, as well as see links to some of our research, as well as links to directly for merch and our entire episode list, which is a separate page on our website. Website is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. That is all we have for week number two of Halloween. We will be bringing you more creepiness next week. Some heckin' creepiness. Some heckin' creepiness. But until then, domo arigato. Uh, Sayonara. Bye. (laughs) 